Celtics Reddit Podcast, Ben Vallis here. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well, which I'm sure you are because the Boston Celtics are going to the NBA Finals. Joining us to celebrate it all and talk about what ended up being a bit of a heart attack and to Game 7, Celtics J and Wayne Spoonie. Celtics J, we'll start with you. How are you feeling, man? Woo! Woo! <laughs> I gotta be a little That's quieter because right. my little guy's sleeping, but woo! <laughs> Man, oh God, oh, yikes, I just, I can't entirely articulate exactly how amazing this feels, but like I'm watching them interview Marcus Smart in this moment and I'm looking at him getting choked up and I'm seeing just the glossiness in his eyes as he's getting like just those, you know, those little bit of tears and you've got like a handful of Celtic fans all hanging out there in Miami cheering these guys on, like this is such poetic justice for these group for this group of guys, man. Just just damn, man. Like it's it would be impossible to not feel so remarkably enthused about the game of basketball watching these guys make it to this level. Like the, name Absolutely. a team that deserves it more than these guys. Woohoo. I can't think of one. <laughs> Spoony, uh you have been uh, just like quiet since the game ended i feel like you're experience you're taking this in you're experiencing am, this dude. uh in a different way tell us how you're feeling i've never felt so this is like weird to say but i'm just <laughs> gonna fucking say it like i've spent a lot of energy and like fun like fun and enjoyable energy defending jason tatum jalen brown <laughs> marcus smart Lesser Rob Williams, because he's a fan favorite. But, like, those three guys, I've spent a lot of my, like, life watching them play basketball. Watching them grow Mm -hmm. up and turn into, like, adult human beings capable of leading a team deep into the playoffs. Even though they did it young, right? It always felt premature. It always felt like, yeah, all right, LeBron's going to fucking slap us down in game seven you know it's like this is awesome and then you know the bubble series and the fact that these dudes fucking broke through in what can only be described as the most celtics way possible by going up by, oh my god by going up 11 and then almost choking it away and then somehow holding on I like dude I'm fucking emotional right now man like I'm so happy I'm dude. so like they don't know who I am I'm fucking proud of these guys dude I'm so Absolutely. excited like this just means so much to that team and that court like a finals appearance means a lot period done we we should win the final like I I think this might we might win the fucking finals but just a wow. getting there feels like such a huge step for these guys. And I'm just like so fucking elated that they did it, man. They broke through that wall, the Eastern Conference Finals wall, and they did it where they knocked down every person, like every team that's been in our way the last three years. Nets knocked us out last year. See ya. Heat knocked us out in 2020. <laughs> 
See ya. Bucks knocked us out in 2019 by Kyrie and by Bucks. We're in the fucking finals. We're in the finals. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yes, booty. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it for both of you. Yeah, it's absolutely then, insane. Then and like, you remember? Well, you remember before the season started? I I had sent you some audio um, from from the, the that hype video script that I that I had written up. And just a reminder that that yeah. was preseason. The the one of the opening lines in that is the wishfulness to think we'll recognize it from a distance. I'm telling you right now. And can I tell you, Jay, when you sent me that, I was like, hang on, hold your horses, buddy. Like, <laughs> season hasn't started. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Here we are. Here we are. Here we fucking Boston are. Boston Celtics in the finals, 2022. And, you know, it's interesting what you're saying, Spoons, because you're celebrating like we've won the championship almost, but I think that's completely justified because of this inability for the Celtics in the last five years to break through that conference finals wall or barrier or whatever you want to call it to get to this point with this young team led by the Jays. Finally, no more Kemba, no more Kyrie Irving, no more Gordon Hayward led by the Jays and well and truly heavily supplemented by, you know, the other, you know, top four or, or six players on the team to get to this point led by those two, having watched them grow up. I think a lot of us people, our age, maybe uh, Jay excluded, you sort of you started watching the Celtics, at least I did here in Australia, uh, a few years into Paul Pierce's career. And so it was just like the Celtics, they have Paul Pierce. That's great. But you didn't see it from the inception. To see this team grow up and do what they've done and achieve what they've achieved now, watching you know the draft lottery where we got the pick that became Tatum yeah. and then watching him grow up, have all of these milestones along the way and then finally make the finals, um, it's just absolutely huge. So look... If you're listening to this podcast, no agenda. We normally do, you know, a considerable amount of prep. And you might say, well, that's interesting because you podcast the dog shit. <laughs> we normally do a lot more prep than this before we get started. We've got no run sheet. We've got no Nothing. Reddit comments stowed away. We're just going to go around the room, talk about how we feel. And uh, of course, probably come back for a more level-headed podcast tomorrow. So, Jay, I mean, you, I think even more than Spoons, just from the way that you guys talk about the Celtics, have been following the Celtics, I, I think from birth, like you... <laughs> You're able to name like every starting five going back to 1991, which is when people stop paying attention to the Celtics. Just like tell us from your perspective, like what this finals birth means to you, you know, in the, in that sort of your arc as a Celtics fan, I suppose. You know, it, it resonates with, with what Spoons is talking about because um, there there is just something really special about being able to watch guys from the beginning work through it. Um, you know, for, for a, a good handful of seasons now, we've watched a lot of teams trying to make the big deal, the big trade to, to get themselves to this stage, to this level. And, yeah. and we even, our last championship came as the result of that. I mean, we saw Ainge go through the process of accumulating all of this talent just so that he could make the big deal. So as he started accumulating talent again, like the Jays, Smart, all these players, Everyone in the back of their mind is thinking, oh, he's just getting set up for the next big trade. And what's interesting is, you know, I don't know that that's entirely true. I, I, I think if that were the case, there's a lot of trades that he would have done, but he didn't pull the trigger. Like he fought his instinct, it seems like. And I got to watch Paul Pierce from the day he was drafted to the point, you know, that, that he won a championship. And that was, you know... What's interesting is is that championship for me resonated 
and continues to resonate more for the things outside of basketball that it aligned with for me. This one, there's something just so much more fucking fulfilling to watch, especially I'm, I'm a smart guy and I've been, I've been, I've been talking about (laughs) my smart love for seasons now for seasons and to see him be the starting point guard on this team. And even in this game, right? Like even in this game, there were some moments where you could hear the smart doubters being like, Oh, there goes smart shooting us out of a game again. I'm sorry. Who iced this with free throws? Who was who was that cat? Who, who was the, who had who had nine rebounds tonight from the point guard position? What, what was that guy's name? Who hit a bunch of big ass threes in the middle of this game to keep pushing back against the runs that the Heat kept trying to make? Like to see these guys get the chance to just show the world what what they can do despite all that doubt, man, it is just, you can't write a better narrative as, as much as the NBA, NBA might keep trying to. This feels like a good time to chime in with our first Reddit comment. This one's from LaBird33. He says, <laughs> the quote, let Boston live and die with Marcus Smart shooting strategy nearly worked for the Miami Heat, which is true. Should we talk about the game a little bit? And sure. Uh, I'm saying this just to let myself off, but like I don't expect you to, or anyone to really be able to think about a specific moment in the game. Like, let's admit it, it's it's a blur at this point, right? Like, it's just a big pocket of emotions that that will I think will remember it more emotionally um, than visually at this point. Having said that, it will start with you, spoons. Like, just talk about the game and how the Celtics, to the best of your abilities, at this point like how they came out with the win in this one yeah uh i don't know if this is true i haven't checked the box score since the game ended but it felt like uh tatum and brown did a really good job limiting turnovers um so at one point i th- it is true i think at, at, at halftime they both had zero um and i just think we've been saying it all series like just don't turn it over they can't score on us just do not turn it over uh, I thought the biggest thing for me, um, and Butler cooked, he had a great game, but it didn't ever feel like he was unstoppable great like it did in game six, where it's just like they're just giving him the ball and we can do nothing about it. And I think a big part of that was Smart looked a lot more healthy tonight to me. He just looked a lot more spry, a lot more, a lot quicker, and he had that Jimmy Butler assignment, man, and and Butler gave him some buckets sometime, but Butler was trying to get Smart off of him as quick as he could, and he was exploiting the Derek White uh the Derek White matchup as much as he could. Uh and I just thought on the offensive side, I'm just fucking rambling, but here we go. On the offensive side, I thought <laughs> I love it, man. Jalen especially he turned it over a lot when you get like into that first defender's body and as you're going around them, the heat, that's when they dig in. That's when they go for your handle. And we were saying it. It's like there was a couple times Jalen got there and then he pulled it back with like a like a nice hesitation dribble. And then it opened up for him, right? Because you you like go at their handle and then you go back to your man. And there were several times where he just did that, hesitated, and then he had an open lane to the hoop. And I thought him and Tatum both did a really good job of reading that weak side defender and then either 
getting to the rim if they could or pulling up or making a pass. And I just think it's such like a small thing, but it makes all the difference in how your offense like goes. And they're the engines of the offense, man. And if they're not turning it over, if they're making the right reads on the weak side defenders, it's going to look good enough to win. And that's about where our offense was tonight. Just good enough to win. <laughs> good enough yeah. to win. Yeah. Good enough to make it to the fucking NBA Hell finals. Yeah. Um, Jay, any thoughts to add to that? Uh, like two things stood out to me that that are still in my mind. One is the way that Grant opened up. So like Grant, Grant Williams didn't really, he didn't necessarily get a lot of good looks from outside. And he didn't, I don't know if he even made a three in this particular game, but the way he he opened up and the way he was running down the court early to get those uh, lead ahead passes for some, some easy buckets to help us get that early lead. um, That'll get lost in the, in sort of like, you know, the drama of everything else that happened in this game. But he deserves, I think a lot of, a lot of love for the way that he helped us get out early um, and and establish that that quick lead. I also think what stood out to me and what I, I'm really just genuinely loving is that in this game, we saw a lot of the same stuff that we saw in game six as far as, you know, things that Miami was doing and, and, you know, Butler kind of doing whatever the hell he wanted and and making it happen. But what was really different was that our guys didn't lose their composure. There was a couple of times we got a little loose, but they, they, they always seemed to come back. And even at the very end, when it looked like everything was falling out from under us, I mean, I know, I know each of you guys felt it too. Right, like that thing got down to what? What was it like three or whatever in the moment, or two? Two before Mark felt yeah, it. Got two. Down to felt two it is an understatement. Mark goes, Marcus goes it, to the bro. basket lived to get it. to the free throw line, and but even then, like they didn't lose composure. They were still running their stuff. They were still being the ones making decisions, and that didn't mean that every decision went exactly how they wanted, but they were staying in control, and that's that's the quality of a championship team. Like that yeah. is what you've got to do. And here's the thing. I, you know, <laughs> they haven't even reached their potential yet. This is their the first team. year fully, fully engaged as a unit. First year with Ime as a coach. This Ime is a rookie head coach. Yeah, dude. This is like yeah. her status. Ime is a rookie head coach. Yeah. Woo! Amazing. Uh, yeah, I I didn't even think about that honestly. Like, like I'm just thinking about the players, and you know, we we're talking about to begin the pod, like these guys that we watched grow up. Udoka just comes in. Let's go to the fucking finals, yeah. baby. <laughs> Year one. That's Let's go. that's amazing. Shout out to Peyton Pritchard. Played two minutes twenty six seconds. Zero for zero minus three. <laughs> uh, but we love you. Another Reddit comment. This is from Yoseri the Jumper writes, Congrats, Big Al. You're finally going to the finals. The reason I wanted to call that comment out is, again, like we talked about the homegrown aspect of the team. I had said on previous podcasts that Al almost feels yeah, like that. He is. Because of, you know, he, he's, he has an extended tenure with the team. and We've seen him make certain leaps and developments in his game. Obviously not from an athletic standpoint, but from a way that he... I don't want to say learns to play with a decent team because obviously he played really well with that uh, 60-win Atlanta team, but we've certainly seen him make adjustments to his game and how he can assert himself as not the guy. Um, 
So to see Al Horford hoist that conference finals trophy, just as satisfying, yeah. in my opinion, as watching Tatum or Smart or any of those uh, do it. So shout outs to Al Horford. Any any comments on Al Horford or any other like edge cases that you want to make for any other like non-primary players on the roster? Uh, I mean, Al, I'm with you, dude. He's the way he embraced the city the first time. And then when he came back, it just felt like the vibes when Al came back felt really good. And that's why it was so disappointing that first half of the season. And you could like, dude, what more could you ask from this guy for this from this season? Like he's basically playing power forward, you know, which is what he was not good Mm -hmm. at with Philly. And he's doing an incredible job on both sides of the ball, doing whatever's at. It's not like he's getting 15 shots a game. You know what I mean? Like he's guarding the center and then not, it's not like he's getting fed on offense. And he's just, I think part of him just knew like, if I play my role, man, these, the Jays are going to take us home. And it, yeah, I, I don't know. I've always loved Al. I always respected his game. I remember watching him at Florida and I always thinking like that dude's going to be really good in the NBA. And he was awesome for Atlanta. And then when he came to us, he turned to us. I mean, you could honestly say Horford's the reason all of this turned because if he doesn't sign with us, like that's just like Isaiah Thomas winning 43 games and like, Oh, that's yep. a cute story. Al yep. turned us into like a legitimate team that could attract the Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Like turned us into Eastern conference finalists and it's just like, Holy fuck. Al's going to the finals. Finally, he's 35 dude. He's our age. Like that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. I know, amazing. And I would I would add to that you could you could add that uh playoff series against Atlanta in the first round, I want to say twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, yeah. where our crowd was so into the game or the, the series, the two Celtics games there that, you know, after that series was over and Atlanta moved on, Orford was like, I want to yeah. fucking play in Boston. Yeah. That plays rules. And now he's going to the finals he, in Celtics Green. He's gonna go down as if that's a not poetic, I don't know what is point. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Al Horford statue there in uh, in Quincy Al, Market. So, you love to you see know, it. Al Horford um, has go ahead, gotten at different times some unnecessary flack too. I mean, let's you know we're we're all in the the, the warm fuzzy moment right here, but you know let's let's not completely discount the fact that there's been plenty of times and, and and plenty of folks that have criticized what Al can or cannot do out there on the court. Um, and what's nice is that Al has always been you know a smart enough person let alone player to to know what to listen to and what not to listen to right because because those that know ball know that the way al just like the stuff with smart you know like things that they bring go beyond just what you see in a box score but let's for a moment think about you know the things that really mattered most in a game like this uh al horford didn't shoot necessarily very well but 14 rebounds 14 rebounds. Yeah, for sure. To like win the game, basically. Between him and Smart, that's 23 rebounds between the two of them. I mean, those two guys went into tonight and said, nope, we're not going to get beat on the boards. (laughs) That's not going to happen. And that means a lot because Al's not always been like the most elite rebounder in the world. That's that's not necessarily an area of strength. And he's going up against Bam, who, I mean, he's he's a 
pretty pretty active and effective uh you know sure. big guy to have to compete with he's got the athleticism as well as the strength um you know and and he had himself a pretty decent damn game tonight i mean he had 25 and 11 uh but i mean 14 boards from al i mean every time we needed a big defensive rebound it was al or smart that were grabbing it those two guys put everything they had out there on the court um, I don't want us though to get through a, a going around the table here and not acknowledge <laughs> Derek White. We we need to acknowledge Derek White, the Buffalo. Yeah. Let's acknowledge I mean, him. So acknowledge, not, consider Derek White acknowledged. Fully, fully. Uh, he didn't he didn't <laughs> he score as much as he did in that last game, but I, he was just as as necessary and and equally impactful in this particular game. It's interesting that you know he's got a, a negative plus minus um and so maybe maybe there's things that i didn't pick up on so much but i mean two for three from three uh you know a couple of us or no uh one assist uh a few turnovers so i mean it didn't look great but i mean when he was out there he was he just he was doing the things that were necessary he hit a couple of really big timely buckets ultimately this was a game that was being played by the starters you know through and through so you know 40 minutes for every single starter What about the gaping head wound that he ended well, the game with? Damn, got him good. Like the last, the last vision we had of Derek White was like his <laughs> yeah. scalp open on the bench. So I don't know. It's, it's fine. We're going to the finals, right? So sacrifices have to be made. But but he really turned around in this series um, in a big way, and and that that means the world, and and, and gives me a lot of a lot of enthusiasm going into this next series. Now that he started to build up some confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'd like to, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee that his three point shot making is going to, you know, last the season or even into the finals. But uh, nice to see that, like, just from like physiologically, he has that capability because I wasn't looking good there for a little while. Yeah. Make a shot. Well, let's, okay, wrap us up here on the end of the game and then we'll quickly talk about the finals. So to get to the end of the game, uh, a Reddit comment. Uh, thread here so starting with late speak who says with regards to the end of the game i'm throwing up and coming at the same time (laughs) and then followed up by cracked up who says that ending was a heart attack central holy shit we just did it the hardest way possible and then finally jtis says my fitness tracker just congratulated me on my exercise session (laughs) which like (laughs) is completely legitimate i've absolutely been there um normally take off the fitness wearables for these situations because i don't want to log like inaccurate data but um we need, absolutely we need being there speak spoons like, pinned somewhere that's yeah. that's fucking classic <laughs> yeah yeah put it on the sidebar <laughs> spoonie just like your thoughts quickly on the end of the game there it, there was a while there where it looked really good and then there was there was that pocket of time where i'm the sure pocket. a lot of fans were like we're <laughs> gonna give this game up in the worst possible fashion and you could picture yourself scrolling through RNBA and like seeing all the fan bases pointing and laughing and I don't know about you I was going through that moment so just walk me through that and then us overcoming that in the end there I think where I really started to feel like holy shit we're gonna lose this game was when Struess hit that prayer three I mean Uh he he (laughs) had no business making that shot because I think that made it two um and when it was five, it's like, all right, man, you know, there's a long way to go. Still, our defense had been like, we were playing good defense. 
they were just hitting some shit, you know, and that's what they did in game six. And I was like, that'll never happen again. And then yeah. at the worst possible time, it starts happening. Like Lowry's hitting step backs and all well, this stuff. It was stuff. the putback like, oh, right before no. that three, two. And that putback was like, like, yeah, he had the weight. Struce can even done. do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that and was crazy. He hits, he hits that three, you know, and then when Butler pulled that for, from three, dude, I, I, thought it was in i really did i thought wow i better get ready get the excuses out you know get the sadness out because this is going to be a disaster and when that missed and i think al secured it i mean i it's just what an insane range of emotions <laughs> that's why we love basketball man that's why we watch yeah. this shit you know the what i mean full spectrum being like five yeah. seconds yeah exactly <laughs> Jay, any thoughts there before we wrap up? You know, it is. It, it's just, it's a roller coaster. It's it's just a roller coaster. And, and you know, the difference between the teams that make it and the teams that don't, and we saw this in Tatum's rookie year, right? Um, you know, the, the biggest difference is in those closing seconds, can you keep your shit together just well enough to pull it off? Right. Um, and we demonstrated this year that we can do that. And... And yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not Just gonna get out my, my my soapbox on other issues <laughs> that we had to overcome in you know in this game. But I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the refereeing so far. But I just want <laughs> but, the yeah. record to show that I'm as unhappy with it in a win as I was with a loss. And you guys are are witnesses to that, right? Yeah, I feel you, man, for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna save yeah, that for it was an a off, factor. Off I mean, it special, wasn't a factor in the uh, end when I when I do my expose on the crooked ass <laughs> refs. 30-minute video breakdown. Look out for it on the YouTube channel. So the Celtics have made the NBA Finals the first time since 2010. 2010, I was a very young man. Not so Damn. much now. So I'm looking forward to like um, like taking it in through the eyes of a of a elder elder mage. I don't know. With I don't money. Know what I'm trying to see here. <laughs> the game one Thursday, June the second, and then some nice breaks in between games. So game two, Sunday, June the fifth. Wednesday, June the 8th, Friday, June the 10th. I'm going to be in Boston. I'm going to book my flights after we wrap this podcast uh, on the 8th and on the 10th of June for those games. There's a slight chance Spoonie meets me, meets me out there for one of them. Uh, less of a chance that Jay does, although I'm going to continue trying Which to twist your arm. Which game are you going to? <laughs> um, I'm going to both the first two Boston games. So June 8th and June 10th, I'll, I'll be there. And I'll be there in the days between as I well. I might be able to catch um, a Friday. So we, oh, that'd be nice. Grab yeah. a beer, talk some Celts. Yeah, it might depend uh, when my flight gets in town, so I'll keep you posted. But yeah, listen, no matter what, you're going to have a blast. It's going to be awesome, and you're going to watch a victory. Two victories. I certainly hope you're right. And, uh, I mean, we, we'll talk more about the finals in the next coming days. Like, again, this is this is emotionally charged as a yeah, podcast. Yeah, pure chaos. I mean, a lot of people have said that if the Celtics make the finals that they expect them to win. A lot of people said that if the Celtics yeah, don't made listen the- to any of that nonsense. Co- they, they, well, yeah, people have been talking of- like, so-and-so is going to win every goddamn series. Every time one team wins, they're going to run away with it from there, and then the other team's cooked, and then the team comes back and wins a game, and then they switch their mind. Yeah, and going into this series against the Heat, which thankfully we got out of, the prevailing sentiment was, you know, Celtics are the better team, of course they'll win, and like they, they literally just won. It was fucking crazy how much they only just yeah. won. But they won, and that's what's going to go down the history books. Not how they won, not how they almost lost, 
but just that they won. So, Spoonie, we, we had your take on, on the finals a second ago that you think the Celtics may well win. Jay, <laughs> I feel like I know what you're going to say, but how do, how do you alert. think the Celtics will fare in the finals? <laughs> so, historically, we've done pretty good matched up with the hmm? with the Warriors. You know, Brad's always seemed to have a good sense of how to manage the perimeter threat that they capitalize on so well. Uh, but they've got some new wrinkles now that they haven't had really in the past that we've had to you know deal with. So you know they are a very uniquely different team than what I think we would recognize from years prior when we, you know, took a lot of pride in competing well against them. So I don't really know much what to expect other than what I've seen from the games I have caught for them so far in the postseason. Um, you know they they look. Not similar in like play style necessarily, but they just look similar to us in that I don't know if it's so much that they're not like at the same level that I maybe expected because it's the Warriors and the way we've always talked about the Warriors, or if it's just that weird <laughs> that we're finally peers, right? Um, now, obviously, they're not the four headed monster that they were when KD was over there, but Steph Curry is still a beast. Clay Clay is is still a beast. Wiggins has found a way to be effective and impactful. Draymond has been able to make his ghost useful. Um, you know, and Jordan Poole is coming out of nowhere and, you know, kind of becoming the media darling and everyone, you know, is making him out to be the new Kyle Kuzma. So it's going to be, I think, just a ridiculous onslaught of media-driven narratives that will be founded and based in very little reason logic or fact it'll just be a bunch of people pontificating trying to like work their lean into it ultimately this is going to be a blast to watch it is going to be a blast you've got one of the all-time greatest offensive point guards that has ever played the game going against one of the all-time greatest <laughs> defensive point guards to Going ever play the game. Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am, That's the energy I we am need. <laughs> so excited. So excited. Oh, there's so many. I'm just sorry. I, I am listening to you, Jay. There's just so many like brutally offensive comments in the post-game thread that I, I can't use. Um, a lot of them directed at Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be a lot of fun. And look, we're going to do yep. several more podcasts between now and when game one starts. So we finally get a out. break. We finally yeah, get some I know. time. Yeah. We, I need time off more than the Celtics do, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So look forward to that. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're about Spoons to wrap up here. Nap. We're about to wrap up here. Any sort of final sentiments or comments you want to add? You want to pause and talk more about this fantastic moment or... I- Save it for I later. do have one thing that I want to I want to say, um, Please. and and I kind of said this to you offline a little bit, Ben. But um, again, I, I just want to throw appreciation out to to you um, and and the rest of the the podcast team that we have here because uh, this has been an exceptionally enjoyable and rewarding experience for me throughout the entirety of the year for reasons that are even beyond basketball. Um, and then to to add to that. The community dynamic that we've been getting from the the playback group that has been continuously growing with each game, um, you know, we're we're closing in on a, on hundred members to that group now that are um, able to watch these games live with us while we're commentating and and they're giving their feedback and insight and and we're able to bring folks up on stage like that whole 
experience has been just so damn enjoyable and and also rewarding because I'll tell you, as much as it's great to see the Celtics win on any given night, the fact that we got to not only witness the Celtics win tonight, but got to enjoy that with so many other Celtic fans from yeah. all over the country, from all over the world, all in the same space together, was just absolutely beyond anything that I could try to put into words. And 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 y'all know me well enough to know that I, I would try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, so you do better than try, mate. Appreciation. Yeah, you, you both yeah. do a great job. Absolutely. Sorry, spoons. Go ahead. I would, I would echo that sentiment, and uh, also I would say. Would you Celtic. say I'm spot on, Spoons? You're spot on, Jay. And also, <laughs> more importantly, <laughs> Celtics in six, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah. Celtics Hell yeah. Six, Let's, go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, we, we've got some very uh, loyal listeners and followers, and particularly, I'm going to miss a few names here, but you know, shout out to, to Z Gamer and Catherine and, and Kyle Saf. And uh, shout out to Ronnie Edwards as well, the Miami Heat. Fan who has been very, very, very active in all of our comment streams since we met up with the heap, and I just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go Can't below wait to the see line his comments here. on the next one. Thanks for yeah. listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the engagement. And yeah, you know, there's some subtext it. there, and you can you can find that yourself, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for listening to this one. That's going to do it for this podcast. The Celtics are going to the NBA Finals. We're going That's to the right. Finals. The Boston Celtics are going to the mother flipping NBA Finals. I will We're see you the there finals. if you're in Boston for Game 3 and Game 4. Go and celebrate. Go jump in RNBA. Jump in NBA Reddit. Just like frolic in all the madness and all the awesomeness <laughs> that is this momentous occasion. Guys, Spoonie, Jay. Love your work, guys. Thanks again. Love your Come work, Come on, babe. get up, get, get down with the Celtics. <laughs> nice disturbed reference to wrap up the podcast. All right, folks, go Celtics. Until next time, peace. Peace.